Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Vents. This is Fed Weekly. A collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. Let's get it cracking. Amelia. Santos. Vent Weekly. So many people our age and younger use TikTok all the time. And now even more than before during lockdown. But I'm thinking about this in terms of being a musician. How will TikTok dance videos and apps in general impact the music industry? TikTok is for the young kids. You just have a little scroll and you get dropped into, you know, there's like a possum that's in someone's ceiling. I don't even know what TikTok is. TikTok is confusing. (laughs) I don't really listen to like chart music on the whole, but when TikTok earworms get into your brain, then you can't really, you can't really escape it. So I have found myself on the, on the TikTok Spotify playlists and, you know, learning the dances because the dances get stuck in your head as well. It's very, I know, it's kind of infectious. Today, we've invited associate editor Ryan Bassel and freelance music journalist Abubakar Finnin on to talk about how apps like TikTok are changing the music industry. Could you guys introduce yourselves, please? Yeah, so I'm Ryan, uh, associate editor at Vice. I mostly cover like cultural stuff, so anything from music to film to like men's style, drugs. I've done a couple of money things, and I've been working here for about six or seven years now. Right, hi guys. First of all, thanks for having me. Uh, my name's Abubakar Finnan. I'm a student, uh, also a writer, primarily focusing on UK rap and drill scenes and working with Ryan a bit, very much at the beginning of my like journalistic journey. Just to kick off the conversation, for any of our like older listeners that might be listening, could you guys just give like a very brief but precise definition of what TikTok is? I feel like if it's... Uh... Not like super old, but if you're saying like someone who's in their late 20s or 30s, it's a video app that's kind of like Instagram, kind of like Snapchat, but even more like Vine, which is an old app from a few mm-hmm. years ago where people shared like short, funny six second videos of themselves, which is basically like one of the dumbest, most creative apps around, but it ended back in 2016. So TikTok has been downloaded over 1.5 billion times and the majority of its users are under the age of 30 and the app has about 800 million active users worldwide like what do you guys what are your thoughts on those statistics yeah it's crazy but what tiktok has done is it's taken the best elements out of lots of apps that came before it so sort of like musically sort of like uh, tiktok's predecessor it took like the music element from that it took vine's sort of like short video format with like sort of the, the comedic elements from that 
and then it took sort of like the likes and whatever from like Instagram and all the others. But the thing about TikTok and what makes it so good is that there's no pressure to sort of uh, upload mm-hmm. anything or it's not as like superficial as other apps like Instagram where there's this sort of idea where oh, I've got to get a pick for the gram. So that, that mentality with TikTok, you can just be a consumer and you can just consume mm. loads and loads of videos. And yeah, I think yeah. that's why it works so well. No, I agree with that as well. I feel like with TikTok, like you said, that there's no pressure. I feel like um, anyone can do it. So like, there's no there's no need for like influencers on TikTok. There's no one who has to be famous using TikTok. You can literally just be anyone mm-hmm. and just make a video or whatever, and it's still just as funny. Like no one has to look up to you in that way necessarily. You're just making it for fun. So I feel like that's what I feel like that's what make, makes the app more entertaining anyway, because it's just regular people doing it. I was just gonna say it's crazy how some people like they upload a video on TikTok and like overnight it gets like hundreds of thousands of views mm-hmm. and it's like the next day it's mm-hmm. almost as if they're like raw like my my tiktok has been seen this many times and then it's kind of like a hit and miss because like not every tiktok you make might be that popular if you get yeah. what i mean i was just gonna say do you two Emilio santos do you have tiktok yeah i don't still, what? but my mom does which is surprising you don't have tiktok yeah i don't have tiktok no why like, I feel like I see enough of it on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> to not need to have the app, if you get what I mean. I guess TikTok is like the whole catalogue, like everyone's TikToks are on TikTok. But I feel like the best ones kind of get pulled out of TikTok yeah, and reposted on true. Instagram and on, on Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you see the same version of the like the same type of videos, but it's like a different person putting their own spin mm-hmm. on it which is quite sick because then it's, it's very creative as well. I feel like if I did have the app, I would just get like too consumed in it and I'd get carried away yeah, and I'd just be honestly. spending the whole day watching the, the TikTok videos and stuff. No, it really gets like that. Like, I have it, yeah, and I got it literally just before like I started doing my assignments for uni and honestly worst decision I've ever made like if I'm procrastinating <laughs> already and I go on TikTok, hours can go past and I'm <sighs> like shit, like I started at 1pm, it's now like 6. I'm like, what the hell? That's crazy though, because aren't the videos, they're like 15 seconds long, so you've just watched so many in that time. Another thing is when you first open the app, I think it goes straight away to a video, like there's no like home pages, it hits you a video straight I know. away, yeah, so it's just bad, <laughs> so you just get lost in that rabbit hole. So you guys have the app as well, right? Yeah, I do, yeah. Mm. I have the app, but like I can't figure out how to actually make a TikTok. I don't know how to do that. Really? Yeah. Well, have you, you know, ever tried? Yeah, I tried. I was just on a. I was on that. You know that boat that goes down the Thames, the clipper boat. I was on there, so it takes. <laughs> a, it took ages to get somewhere. And I was like, I'll try and make one here. I don't know how you use it. It's mad. It's so confusing. I don't. People are so creative on it. I don't really know what how you're meant to edit stuff. How has TikTok influenced mainstream music already? I think. Well, obviously, there's just the Lil Nas X Old Town Road song, which was huge um, when it came out. And then you've just kind of seen artists trying to replicate that formula, I guess, a little bit by getting these short, like, really memeable, hook-heavy choruses. There was, like, Justin Bieber's uh, Yummy track, the Drake Tootsie Slide. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and Doja Cat, Say So. Yeah, there's all, there's all these songs. And people are kind of saying that people are aiming to make music that works on TikTok, which I guess is true. But I think music has always been made to 
or popular music, people have always wanted something that you can interact with quite quickly and has that that mm. like hook quality anyway. So I think it's yeah, I think I think it's changing music, but not necessarily changing how people write it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Music is a form of expression, right? So it's kind of like I want people to to listen to my music and go on a musical journey from start to finish, right? And I feel like if people are making music with the intention to kind of just have that 15 second part where it's like the most catchiest part and it's it's almost as if they're doing it just to kind of get that attention obviously it is entertaining and it's fun and it's engaging Mm. but from where i stand as a musician with my audience i would want kind of more more of like a, a deeper kind of connection I think it's just a new version of writing a song for the radio, isn't it? Like, because you, you get like 10, 15 seconds on the radio to hear a song and they'll be like, nah, I don't like this anymore. I'm going to switch it. Or same on like music channels on on the TV. And this is just the latest version of that particular type of pop song writing. I think of artists like Drake, some of the music that he makes, you can kind of engage with it on a deeper level, like kind of like what Santos is aiming for with mm-hmm. his music. And then I think about some of the songs that have gone viral with him, you know, like One Dance and like mm. Now Toozy Style on TikTok. And he has those kind of like upbeat, catchy, five lyric words, songs like that people can just learn quickly. And I feel like he does that deliberately to target particular audiences. Mm. So I don't think that the artist necessarily just makes songs just for that purpose. He knows his audience and he knows where to target and put his money like in that sense I think that's what it is really but I don't think that you can't engage with it or you can't do a bit of both I think he dabbles in all kind of aspects of it which is why he's such a good artist (laughs) because he's able to like connect with you on a deep level but also on a a fun shallower just like 15 second kind of level so Drake is like he is generally one of the smartest artists out there because with In My Feelings in 2018 with that TikTok challenge like the Kiki challenge or whatever it was called (laughs) He didn't intend to do that. There was this other sort of like Instagram comedian called The Shiggy Show who did that dance. Yeah. Yeah. And then Drake paid him £250,000, like quarter of a million for that because he, because of the influence that he had. But now with Tootsie Slide, he's very aware of how uh, sort of TikTok works. So he has this song Mm -hmm. with a TikTok friendly chorus and like a dance that anybody can do. And he wanted to, for people in a couple of years to look back and say like, Remember when Drake dropped that song when the whole world was in yeah. lockdown? Like he wanted that like quarantine smash, and he like he got mm-hmm. that like in that very tactical but very intelligent. Mm. He's more than just a musician though. Like he's a very good businessman mm-hmm. as well. Mm. I'm not gonna lie, like he's strategic. Abu Bakr, you actually write a lot about music genres like drill, for example, and new music that's made, that made mainly by young people. So why do you think like this TikTok phenomenon is kind of like happening now? Like why now? Do you think it's more just to do with the fact that we're bored or is it, is it that, do you think it's more like a chance because like, you know, it's locked down. This is the time to get creative. What do you think? I think in, well, this generation, our generation, Gen Z, we're the first generation that's properly grown up on the internet. And so with artists like Mm -hmm. Lil Nas X and stuff, they're really internet savvy and they really understand meme culture. And so they use that to their advantage. Like when, like there were just so many little things that Lil Nas X did with his song. Like for example, he changed like the name of the song to Horses in the Back, like early on, Mm. because people were going on TikTok, hearing that lyric and then trying to search on YouTube to try and find it. So he's very aware of how it worked. He understood that he needed memes. 
But with young people, it's just, yeah, it's just everyone understands that uh, you can just blow at any time. With TikTok especially, you have this, in its early stages, you had this organic growth. You had this, these artists who just had this smash hit and they were signing massive deals with massive record labels. Everyone waits for their time and everyone understands that their life can change within a day. And I think that's what makes like the music so interesting. The way music's being consumed now is very different to how it was 10 years ago. Like there are streaming services. No one's really buying CDs or records anymore. If they are, it's more of like a collection thing instead of like a, to actually like use it to listen to music. Mm. But um, in terms of the music industry, yeah, it's, it's very, it's easier to, to become successful independently. You know, you just, at the end of the day, you have to be able to write a good song, you know, perform it live and also perform it in the studio, mm. get a, get it recorded to a high quality and just, you know, have the means to release it on all of these streaming platforms where it's available to everyone across the world. Yeah. And again, promote it. But now there's a whole, there's the whole marketing aspect and stuff like that. And especially like in the UK, I've noticed over the years, a lot more people are doing music because it's just, it's easier. Studios are now more accessible. There's There are a lot more producers around that are just looking for artists to work with. And at the same time, like, I enjoy watching the way the music industry is growing and how it's no longer, like, impossible to, to become the artist you want to be. But sometimes I do feel like you know there are some artists who are kind of like i don't know how to explain it without you know sounding rude no, I just it? Say but it like, like it is <laughs> they're, they're just they're just they're just talking shit on their songs mm. and it's like yeah it sounds good but what influence are you actually having on people i feel i feel like there is like a bit of an art to uh getting that like message across in 15 seconds as well though and having it smash and do really well but i just think there is some kind of like talented quality as well to being able to write something like that and put it across in in such a short amount of time otherwise mm. everyone would be everyone doing a 15 second song would be blowing mm. like blowing I agree. do you know what i mean i i kind of agree with that ryan but also some of the songs aren't actually good but the reason why they blow is because they're they, they are the reason why they blow is because of these challenges mm. and if the challenges yeah. work because the way tiktok works is if you have a tiktok with a song that has millions of views that song won't blow the the formula of tiktok is lots of people need to do it and that's why challenges uh sort of like arise and with like the oh, most yeah. recent one have you guys seen like the wipe the wipe mm -hmm. challenge and they change like where you sort of like spray them that one's sick like, mm -hmm. then you have, yeah that one's like, hard you know nice quiz yeah yeah the tiktok the tiktok is good it's creative and the premise is good <laughs> but the song has mm -hmm. three words in its chorus. Like literally, the song has three words in its chorus. And the guy is, he yeah. just, he's an unknown artist. But that song is going to climb the charts because of TikTok. So it's not necessarily this, like, the song is, like, amazing or, like, uh, it's uh, simple, but it's beautifully crafted. It's not really. It's the mm. fact that challenges will make a song go viral. Yeah. The trend of, like, people getting involved in TikTok doesn't just stop at young people, though. Like, young people own the accounts. But in terms of like the influence that now that has on the music is that a whole different audience of people is listening to that music. Like I see people's black, like some of my friends' parents are doing like 
um, you know, the Tuesday Stad and whatever on TikTok. Now they've heard that song. They're going to be familiar with that song. And like, that is a, that's a different type of reach because I'm pretty sure, I'm sure Drake knows that, you know, loads of different type of people listen to his music, but he probably doesn't expect like all these, you know, people's parents and grandparents to be dancing to his, his song. Same with like Doja Cat or whoever else has got like a viral song out right now. Like the, what it means for music is that it's just, these artists are reaching like a whole different audience altogether, which they probably didn't anticipate. One thing I'm really interested in is sort of like the UK rap scene and the US rap scene and how they sort of interplay. And I was out in the States last summer for like a university course with a charity called The Sun Trust. And so we'd have breakfast in this massive hall with like American children as well. So I was at like a drink dispenser and I was getting my drink. Then another kid must have noticed my accent and he was like, oh, you're... You're from the UK? I'm like, we're like, yeah, yeah. First thing he said is, you're no Stormzy? Like, yeah, we, yeah, we know Stormzy. And then I was like, yeah, that's pretty, that's not not that weird. But then he sang the song, Ram, uh, Barking by Rams. Like, he literally sang the whole chorus to me, yeah. Like, it was an audition. I was just like, that way, that's so random. Like, how has that happened? Mm. And, and I was I was so curious, because I'm so interested in that like, UK rap scene, US rap scene. I'm like... I was asked him, do you know Dave? Do you know AJ Tracy? Do you know these other artists that you'd think would be the UK's biggest exports and mm. who you'd want, like, representing us in a way? But he said, no. He's like, no, I just know Rams. And I was like, how do you know that? He was like, TikTok. Oh. So, yeah, so even though that Barking song was a massive viral hit... Mad. TikTok made it international, which yeah. is just mad to me, and it was just so crazy. So TikTok and, is yeah, basically, just... like, the plug of music. So, like, even though you have streaming... Mm. Um, platforms like Spotify, YouTube, uh, Insta, mm. whatever. It seems as though TikTok is really pushing that through the use of like challenges and people actively engaging with the songs. It's not even a thing where people just listen to it or whatever. Like you could, we need like kind of video proof for it to become viral, like with Barking or with um, all these other songs as well. How do you guys think like apps like TikTok will change or like affect the music industry? going into the future i think definitely marketing uh, is the main point because i think like we were saying before you people have always written pop songs and tried mm -hmm. to have like a catchy hook but it's just about how you market it now and i think right from the off we've already seen that with like two of the world's biggest artists drake and justin bieber both marketing their songs directly to tiktok before taking them to radio before taking them to mm -hmm. streaming services mm -hmm. before taking them to youtube so i think you're just going to see tiktok as being like maybe like one of the first what they would call like an organic point of call for big global artists i think that's what might change when it when tiktok started off and songs started going viral it did start off as organic but now you can see marketing teams you can see like you can see the advertising behind it and Sort of, it's sort of losing its sort of like, I don't know, like novelty. But yeah, definitely PR companies are going to be using TikTok as a means to like push songs. And there's this one kid like in America called Seth, I think. And uh, he's like this 12 year old ginger kid who like dances to like rap songs, like US <laughs> rap songs on mm. TikTok or Trilla, I think. And yeah, yeah, he gets paid like hundreds of thousands of pounds to do like a short little video yeah. by massive labels to push the song. So you can see how it's being used and it seems organic and it looks organic because it's just a little kid dancing to it. But there's this massive advertising machine behind that. Yeah, I think, Amelia, you were saying that you kind of like TikTok because there wasn't really any um, influences on there in the same way as other platforms are. But I think eventually as well, we'll start to see it 
move towards it just being oversaturated like Abu Bakr was saying with you know people being paid to promote stuff and that's really gonna increase you can definitely see that coming but would you guys think though because I feel like there are benefits to um TikTok because I heard that like in April they like launched this whole separate thing called TikTok Spotlight which basically like for those artists who are unsigned or up and coming like basically underground um that's a chance for them to showcase their talent so and it's still like connected to TikTok and I don't know how often it's been used because I only heard about it recently um but what do you guys think of that do you think that will help those artists who still want to use that so obviously TikTok is a big platform that influences how often we hear music or who we hear. So do you feel like this app is definitely going to help a lot of people who are trying to have a music career? Do you feel like it should be TikTok who's doing it? And yeah, I'm just interested to hear what you all think about that. Yeah, obviously there are certain artists that blow up off of one song from TikTok and it is quite, that's sort of like nice to see. Sort of like K-Camp did it with like that Renegade song, which was huge, like thanks to like a little dance that went with it. And so sort of like that's nice to see. Yeah. But again, it's sort of, they're not, the artists aren't blowing for them being sort of this all-round artist. They're blowing because from the back of a viral hit. So I don't know how that will play into sort of like the longevity of their career and sort of like them producing like bodies of works and albums. Yeah. But so, yeah, yeah, sort of like this 15 minutes of fame is good for that. But I don't know if that's healthy for the artists themselves even. I feel like with TikTok as well, though, because there are so many people using it, there's always going to be, like, the next, like, do you get what I'm saying? There's always going to be the next most popular TikTok. And it's it's it's, a, it's moving at a very, very fast pace. And I've kind of noticed that during lockdown and quarantine, like, people have more time to be creative and to kind of experiment with TikTok and stuff like that. So I feel like it's, it's always going to be something new. And it's like, as Abu Bakr said about, like, 15 minutes of fame... With TikTok, I feel like it's going to transform into 15 seconds of fame. Where do you see the music industry heading within the next few years? Oh, that's such a mad question that I, I don't have an answer, but we're obviously seeing in terms of like genres, um, more like fusions of different kind of sounds are popping up and, and you know, scenes um, and streaming platforms are kind of taking over. It kind of seems like money's coming from loads of different revenue streams like it never has before, whether that is even like we're talking about TikTok or digital uh, streaming providers like Spotify and Apple Music, but it kind of seems like these people are also hold, like Spotify and Apple are kind of holding the keys in some way to people being able to make uh, money through some routes. Like if you get on a certain playlist or whatever um, is the only way you can seem to get successful through those. So I, I don't know, it feels like the power is going towards streaming services and I don't see that changing much more over the future. And it's kind of like a bit depressing to kind of see, but then inevitably you'll get like TikTok or, or any other like kind of platforms, you'll see new things like pop up and all the young like artists will head towards those routes instead. So you just hope that there'll be people pushing for new things, I guess. For me, I, I really like UK rap and drill and I've seen this growth throughout the like last couple of years and it's sort of it's pushed a lot through streaming and I don't know if, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but that UK rap and Joe survives through streams and the albums sort of do well because of streams and yeah I don't know what that means and sort of in terms of like like Apple and Spotify sort of 
having a monopoly on that market but right now i think it is all right okay and i don't know about sort of like future regulation but for now it's allowing a lot of artists that wouldn't have been given the airtime to sort of say tell their story and share their craft that's so true it feels like um the way everything's moved on to streaming in the last few years has kind of been able to put the funding into UK music that it wasn't able to get like 10 years ago because obviously it's been mad popular but labels weren't backing it in the same way as they are now and they're only backing it now because they can see those like streaming numbers so the streaming platforms are obviously a good thing as well. It's just going to continue to get easier to go viral whether it's for 15 seconds, 15 minutes or forever I just feel like it's going to continue to get easier for artists to do it independently because it got to a point where, you know, the labels weren't necessarily offering good deals or it's going to be a lot easier to do it independently. Especially now with lockdown, I've seen a lot of artists, they're kind of taking it onto themselves to record their own vocals. So now they're not even needing to go to a studio to record, you know, they're like just doing it from home independently. One thing people kind of didn't understand about me is that like i'm not in a rush to blow like i'm not in a rush to become famous when it's my time it's my time thank you ryan and abaka so much for your insight yeah thank you guys for coming on thank you for having me thanks for having us it's it's very interesting isn't it the way music like is now and how it was before. Technology is always evolving. So we went from CDs and vinyls to downloading music to streaming platforms. Now we have apps like TikTok. I have a feeling that this isn't the end, in it? Like the development is gonna continue. So it's kind of got me wondering like, what's next? Like how much further can things go? But at the same time, as a musician, it kind of makes me feel like I've got a lot to keep up with, but then it's kind of like, how do I manage to keep up with everything and still be creative at the same time? Thank you for listening to Vent Weekly. I've been Santos. And I've been Amelia. And thanks a lot to Ryan and Abubakar for coming on. You can find their work on vice.com. This episode was produced by the Vent production team. Jess Lawson, Emilia Gill, Moeed Majid and Ali Adlington. Vent is a collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes. 
while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.